This is the Shift Podcast. Today on the Shift Daily Podcast, how can you save some serious money this holiday season? The Coupon Cutie shares some of her tips and tricks to save on gifts, groceries, and so much more during the most expensive time of the year. One of this year's biggest movies is here. Steve Stebbing reviews Spider-Man. No Way Home. Steve says it might be the best Spidey movie ever made. Plus, a look at Nightmare Alley, season two of The Witcher, and so much more. Are You Okay is also here on the Shift Daily Podcast. Are You Okay with driving and more? This is the Shift Podcast. Are you okay? I have to tell you, it is Mail-In Fridays, and based on how the rest of the program has gone, I'm very excited about Are You Okay? Let's get started with, in case you missed it, about cream cheese. What? Hmm. What? You what? Where? Where are you? I think you you're, are looking at the wrong page. I think you're on the wrong page. I think this no, is you. I don't think so. Oh, who's mailing it in now? No, I did. I loaded page four. I'm on page hour. four, and I'm playing a little do-do-do-do-do-do-do. <sighs> it's too bad I, I was excited yesterday. because there was a, um, there's a typo. It says Remeber. Yeah, I saw that. was distracted. It's yeah. in case you missed it. That's you in case you missed it. That's page three. Negate. I did yeah. see that one. Okay. Are you okay with chilling? Oh, yeah, brother. Nothing I love more than just chilling out with my brotendos. Taking it easy. I don't know what he just said. But I don't know. I have yeah, no exactly. idea what that is. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like chilling. <laughs> Sup, yo. I'm chilling. I'm hip. Like uh, chilling... Uh, Chilling uh, an ice wine. Ooh, yeah, uh, like ice that. wine. Ah, mm, yeah. Yeah. It's very Niagara of me. Riesling, sure, but not the ice wine. It is very Niagara. <laughs> <laughs> that was an earlier typo from early in the show, in case you missed mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. All right, well, take it easy, man. Chilling, laid back, relaxing. It's what Ryan strives to do in his day, man. Absolutely. City of Vancouver named a beach after a dude chilling on the beach. Sort of. It was kind of fun. Uh, dude chilling on a beach. But now, with the barge that floated its way over to the beach during uh, the big rainstorms there a few weeks ago, right at the Vancouver seawall, due to the BC floods, has still sitting there, bestowed a very new chill name. Here's more from Global Vancouver. The Vancouver Park Board, often embroiled in controversy, is displaying evidence. It has a sense of humor. Have a look. The Park Board has erected a new sign near the notorious barge grounded in English Bay during last month's storm. The new temporary name, Barge Chilling Beach, an obvious nod to Vancouver's Guelph Park, which was officially named Dude Chilling Park in 2014 after a grassroots campaign and, of course, the sculpture that looks like a person in thoughtful repose. We thought at the park board that we try and make the best of a bad situation and add a little bit of fun to it. This is as a result of all of the interest from the residents of Vancouver, and this is a way of the park board saying, happy holidays, have some fun, be safe. Wow. As for when the barge might finally be moved, the park board gave a very definitive answer possibly sometime in the new year. 
Yeah. It's a very <laughs> chilling response. Yeah, is, you know. <laughs> oh my god. I love that. Some shade. Nice. I, I I'm okay with that. I think that's it's far I, the memes I've seen of this barge, like people just putting a cactus club cafe sign on it. Yeah. Uh I know they gotta move it, but honestly, I think it needs to become like a museum piece or something at this point, because the memes are great. And I like if you go, it's a proper sign. It's not just like a you know, a a uh, what am I thinking of? Like a uh like a picket sign or anything like that. No. Like it's the same design that they use for dude chilling park. Yeah, it's a full on park yeah. sign for Vancouver. Every park's got that design. It's official. Yeah. I um <laughs> There's somebody somewhere going, come on, tax dollars, hello? I thought that. Fun, to, I, fun what, to spend, make jokes with someone else's money. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking, but I was like, do I want to be that guy? Do I want to be that guy that's like, you know, taking the fun of everything, just be the guy that's like, oh, how much did this cost me? I, I don't know. I don't know if I want to be that guy. <laughs> kind of comes naturally to you, though, really? Like, it's, Yeah, uh, it's true, but I thought it. I will say that I thought it. I did yeah. think it, so... <laughs> Also, get off my lawn. Get off my beach. Are you okay? Are you okay with real Christmas trees? Question mark. It's better than I, virtual ones. It's, oh, yeah. yeah, we can all agree on that. I, I grew up with a fake Christmas tree. We had the same one in my house for like 15 years. And then it was lost. What? What are you laughing at? I just, it was a terrible thought that just went through my head. It was about making a joke and it wasn't funny and it was just mean. <laughs> and, but it made me laugh. So sorry. Well, that's good. I'm glad it gave you that. Yeah. Anyway, we have transitioned to uh, real trees. And I would say they are worth the falling needles and the maintaining because they smell great and it kind of adds to the whole Christmas vibe. Do you have a tree in your apartment? No, you know, it's funny. Laura gave me an early Christmas present today and it is a Christmas decoration because my apartment is barren of Christmas stuff. Uh, it's not a tree. Oh. It's just a poster of uh, really funny drawings of all the characters from the office celebrating Christmas. Uh, that's, so that's the closest thing I have to a tree. The real Christmas tree. It's at your mom's house, isn't it? It is at my mom's house. And she has to vacuum Where... up the needles, doesn't she? Uh this is, is why correct. you love the real tree. This is why you love the real tree. Okay, no, I got it now. Okay. <laughs> a I real tree can fill your room world. with Christmas spirit, lovely smells, and a beautiful view. But as proved in Christmas Vacation, they can bring on welcome guests. Eddie, he usually eats these goddamn things. Oh, not recently, Clark. He read the squirrels were high in cholesterol. Thank you, Catherine. I'll try and trap it. Russ! We're here, Dad. There you are. Go get the hammer. Clark, what do you need a hammer for? I'm going to catch it in the coat. Smack it with the hammer. <laughs> I'm going in with him. Nora? Nora? Probably got scared and ran back into the tree. <laughs> Our story today involves a tree, but it takes you, Stowe South. Oh, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Mm. There it is. That's a typo. You, mm -hmm. Stowe. Our 
story today takes us to South Africa. Yes. Where a, oh, thank Africa. you. Where a family found an animal in their Christmas tree. Only it wasn't an animal so much as it was a reptile, which is, I guess, still an animal, but yeah. not like the friendly kind that's cuddly. Yeah. Animals are cuddly, and you make cute, cuddly stuffies out of them. This was an incredibly deadly reptile from KHOU11. Here's more. And that's where a family found one of Africa's most venomous snakes hiding between the tinsel of their Christmas tree. I mean, look at that thing. It was a female boomslang between four and five feet long. The boomslang's venom can be fatal to humans even in small amounts, but they are shy animals that rarely bite. Okay, a snake expert recovered the animal. He says it probably entered the house looking for food, water, shelter. The snake was safely released back into the wild. I would have been like, burn the house down. Uh, snake catcher did confirm that that's what it was. Um, that was boom slang. Boom slang. What an awesome name for an animal that is. It, it didn't sound like boom slang, got to tell you. But hey, maybe that's me and my cheeky brain. That's so where all our brains are going these days. Seriously. And that's not our fault. That I never once thought I was saying boobies in the AV club. That's yeah. all on Shift you guys. Heads. I thought yeah, I said boopsling, but um, this uh, snake catcher has removed hundreds of snakes from South African homes that, uh, and said that bites from boom slang are very, very rare. He said that in his eight years as a professional catcher, he's only been bitten once, and that was because he didn't realize the animal had been shot and was acting defensively. But you know what really gets me about that story? At the very beginning, they say that they the snake was hiding between the tinsel. <laughs> Who puts tinsel on their tree? I wonder if that's like a South African thing. Like they're still on the tinsel there. Maybe. Or tinsel attracts snakes. Mm hmm. I wonder. Yeah. Just a thought. I wonder if snakes puke them up like cats used to. Oh, yeah. As a child, we had tinsel on my tree. I vividly recall uh, one Christmas, the first Christmas I can remember tinsel. My mom handed me all the tinsel and it was in a huge ball. And I went mm -hmm. over and just put that huge ball on the tree in one spot instead yeah, of my spreading dad the tinsel about. Would have been so mad at you. He was a one strand at a time and drape and drop. One at a time, the whole tree, each little strand of tinsel, one at a time. Too much work. A lot of work. Uh, okay, cool. I feel like Boomslang is a great name for an album or a band. The Boomslang Ooh. Snakes. Oh, nailed it. Right? Are you okay? I direct this one mostly at Ryan. Are you okay with driving? Okay. All right. Yes, I'm okay with it. I love cars. I love driving go-karts. But I... Uh... I'll tell you what, if I didn't have to pay for insurance or gas, I would be driving. I don't want to do either of those things. So transit it is. Yeah, I've got empathy to that. I can drive and have driven a lot, both as a career and for recreation and utility purpose from getting from point A to B. Handy. Like two other jobs. Um, two other jobs. <laughs> <laughs> however, yeah, it is very expensive here in Vancouver, and it's just so much cheaper to transit. So that's why I do that. Now, I do miss the recreational driving. I Long road trips with um, 
music and, you know, sunsets and night sky. It was great to clear yeah. the mind. Can't do that so much mm-hmm. anymore. Well, you can. You just <laughs> steal it. Oh, you, there's that, yes. You can do anything once, right? Well, in Canada, you need to be 16 to drive. Please keep that in mind while hearing about this story. And it's fine. You can judge Ryan for not having his license at the age of 25. He's being financially responsible, he says. According to the Ottawa Citizen, members from the Frontenac, Ontario, Provincial Police Detachment responded to a suspicious vehicle Monday morning. Now, that isn't odd for the police, but what is odd is the fact that the driver of this suspicious vehicle was five years old. Oh, a little ahead of the curve there. The kid allegedly took the car and drove it into a hayfield. Why? To go to the store to get a pink toy tractor for his little sister. So it's pretty sweet, I'd say. I'm okay with this kid doing that. That's that's nice. According to the OPP, the child was not injured. Damage to the vehicle was minor. The OPP also reminded parents to always be aware of their children's whereabouts and place car keys where they should not be accessible uh, to children. This reminds us, reminds me of um, the beginning of The Simpsons, but reminds us all of a story from last year where a five-year-old took his parents' care. No. Um, took his parents' car for a more selfish reason. When a Utah highway trooper pulled over a car that was swerving in and out of lanes, he was shocked to discover who was behind the wheel. All right. How old are you? You're five years old. Wow. Yes, he was five years old. The Utah Highway Patrol says the boy got mad after his mom says she wouldn't buy him a Lamborghini. So while his parents were at work, he just slipped away from his sibling, grabbed his parents' car keys, and set out, determined to drive to California and buy himself a Lamborghini. Wow. He was upset. He was on the verge of tears. Um, And it was short one answers that he gave. Parents said that he'd not driven before. This was the first time he'd done anything like this. Oh, my goodness. The boy made it two miles from his home before getting pulled over. How he planned to pay for the Lamborghini isn't quite clear yet. He only had three bucks on him. (laughs) (laughs) I have a question, though. What's your question? Well, if the kid's driving, he's that young, and yet he knew when to pull over. I think the kid deserves some credit. That's an interesting point. I didn't take that away. He saw the flashing lights and went, oh, better pull to the left side of the road or wherever. Interesting. Well, don't pull to the left side, right? You'll be in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be getting a second ticket, actually. <laughs> or was I just making a very clever joke about the kid not knowing what side of the road to pull over on? Mm-hmm. No. I'm guessing that we need to get one of them study books for you before you get your license is all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, you know what? That might not be a bad idea. Yeah. Maybe we should make that a project of 2022. Get Ryan his license. That would be fun. You know what? Yeah. Sure. Sure. I'll do that. By this time, let's do it. Let's make a commitment right now. If I by do not time? have... By this time next year, I need to have my license by December 17th, 2022. I have to have it. Okay, well, I, I I'm gonna give you some more bad news. Is you have to? Do you have your learner's permit? I do. Okay, then you're good. Okay, I was gonna say you have to have your learner's permit for a year in our province before you can nope. get your license. I, I've okay, got good. that. Oh, they're good. Yep, you're all set. Okay. All right. Are you okay? 
Are you okay with Ryan driving on your roads, Albertans? <laughs> Everybody buy a helmet. <laughs> um, I was just kidding. Let's do it for real. Are you okay? Are you okay with trading? Love trading. I love trading shoes, getting nicer, better pairs and all that and Lego, you name it. Love it. I was pretty good at it in elementary school, like trading away my crappy peanut butter and jelly or bologna sandwich or whatever for something better. Hmm. I'm not so good at it these days, but that's only because I don't really talk to people. <laughs> Uh-oh. What? People. I'm really okay with trading way too much money for things that I probably don't need. So, I mean, yeah, I'd call that trading. Trading can be a great way to get something that you want without spending the money if you do it properly, unlike the way that I do it. But it can be hard to trade up for something. Here's a great lesson from Dwight Shirt on The Office. Uh, he's about to trade a used candle for something better. Screw you, man. People like my stuff. People like Ryan? Let me tell you about men like him. He comes over and you're like, hey, baby, let me light a candle. And you pull out this one, half used. He's like... Who else is she seeing? I better lock her down fast. You can take my Helen Fielding collection. And the Jennifer Weiner collection. I suggest that you should probably listen to In Case You Missed It coming up on Sunday. I have a sneaking suspicion that... <laughs> Let me tell you about men like him. <laughs> what we just what we just heard might um, might get a little repeat action there. Okay, that's a great lesson from a fictional TV show that Ryan loves. But this trade up is very real and might be the greatest in the history of the trade ups. A woman in the states has completed her quest to trade a bobby pin for a house. Here's more from right. ABC News. TikToker from San Francisco began her epic quest to try to trade her way up from a bobby pin to a house. Well, nearly a year and a half later, and 28 trades later, she did it. Demi posted a video this morning on Instagram that showed all the various swaps that she had made, and then walking up to a home and jumping for joy. Now, we have no idea where this house is located, but congrats goes out to her. What a fun ending to everything. They've heard some different stories along this, things like, you know, paper clips and whatever, but 28 trades... In a year and a half is pretty cool. The modest fixer upper home is her 28th trade since she started on it back in May 2020, all through COVID. Pretty cool story. What a great way to get a house. Probably couldn't do that in Canada because by the time you started your trading, the inflation on your house will triple the price. So you can't even probably trade your way to a house in Canada. This is the Shift Podcast. Things are getting more expensive. This is the final shopping weekend before Christmas. So how do we do all of that? Well, I don't know about you. I would love to save some money. Holy moly. Um, it gets expensive around Christmas time. So we started a conversation here on The Shift about how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? We have met somebody who not only is going to help us with the saving money and the coupons, she's also going to answer the question of, how do you properly pronounce coupons? So now there is the coupons, there is the coupons, and some people, the strange ones, say coupons. But when your name is the coupon cutie, I'm guessing that that's how it goes, is the coupon in the cutie? 
Coupon cutie, you got it. There it is. She just said a coupon <laughs> cutie. You got it. That's how we do it. Okay. Your profile online uh, with all of the socials that you do. Help us understand for people who don't know you from being online, um, uh, Ms. Cutie. Um, <laughs> the uh, uh, From the profiles online, what is it that you love about this? Is it couponing in particular? Is it deals? Because that's what you share. You share all kinds of things. Um, it's couponing is definitely my number one, but it's just helping everyone in Canada save money and making people happy. That's like my biggest thing is when people go out and get a coupon deal and actually save money. And they're so excited. I think that's one of the things that has like kept me going and makes me love this so much. Isn't that one of the strange crossroads of shopping is that when you go out and you buy something, there's usually the, the, that shopper's remorse, that guilt that you bring it home and be like, what'd you do today? It's it's like, wow, I oh, I, I spent too much money. And I don't know. I had to go. But if someone gets a deal, it's the first thing they talk about. They'll be like, what'd you do today? They're like, I got the best deal on a fridge, whatever that they were uh, doing. And, and isn't that the crossroads when you get a good deal or what you believe to be a good deal? It just changes the shopping experience. Absolutely. People love a deal and people just love deals in general. And I think that's why it's so much fun because when you help people get those deals and then they go home and they're so excited, they're so happy. How can you not enjoy doing that with everyone? Yeah. Well, now for the the coupon cutie, you you actually do quite a bit. You do deals at Costco. You do general coupons. You do the membership points programs. My biggest thing is, do you ever stay home or do you shop all the time? <laughs> so many people ask me that all the time. Do you are you at the store every day? Are you like are you at Costco every day? No. So I actually don't go to the store every day. Um, I pre-record my stuff, and you know, unless it's a time sensitive deal. Um, I usually go to the store a couple times a week for sure, but definitely not every day. Mm -hmm. Now, some of the most recent posts on your Instagram account, which by the way is Coupon Cutie Canada for everyone to check it out. CouponCutie.ca is really the easiest way to link to everything. Um, you've got mattress toppers. You've got Tiffany necklaces. You've got... <laughs> yeah, that was a good one today. <laughs> like, There's all kinds of stuff you've got posted here. What have you been working on? We're heading into the last weekend. What are some of the pieces you're most excited about? Well, definitely everyone's excited for Christmas. So, you know, it's getting close to that. So kind of people have slowed down on the online stuff for buying. Um, everyone's excited for Christmas, but I'm definitely focused on January 1st, New Year's resolution time. We all love to make a good New Year's resolution. Mm -hmm. And I really want to help everyone focus again on couponing. You know, we're having fun buying our presents right now and getting deals. But I really come January 1st, want everyone to try to focus again on couponing and saving money at the grocery store. Does couponing look today like it used to where you would sit with the paper and clip, 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 clip? Uh, what does it even look like today? I would imagine most of us carry that old notion in our mind that, you know, sitting there with the thing and your glass of wine, probably from the 80s with a cigarette out of your mouth, <laughs> uh, you know, cutting out your, your coupons before you go to the store. What, what does it look like today? See, that's not what I get from people. People always refer to me as the, you know, the TV show, Extreme Couponing. Have yep. you ever seen that? Mm -hmm. So everyone always talks about that show, but that's not what couponing is like in Canada or the U.S. Um, that was kind of, you know, a glamorized idea of what couponing is. Mm -hmm. So how do you do it? What's your secret? Are you just yeah. on all the emailing lists? 
you know how I do what I do. I'm constantly searching for the best deals. I'm constantly looking. People always say to me, where do you get everything from? Who do you, where do you go to get that? It's not a place I go to. It's I'm always looking and people are always sending me things. So mm -hmm. becoming, I think a bigger account helps you with that. But if you're talking about like how to find coupons and look for deals, you got to go to the store, find the coupons, print the coupons, and you got to look for the deals in the flyers. The bulletin boards are kind of cool, like at the front of Superstore. I always find that. And I, I also like the um, the Flip app because you can search for an yeah. item and yeah. it'll bring up the, the flyer. Is that helpful? Uh, that's like a huge thing we use. So some of the most used apps I always tell people about this is um, using a price matching app like Flip. Um, using PC Optimum and Checkout 51. If like to make it in a brief form, those are the three kind of most used apps that we use on a regular basis. Okay, let's look back in time. And with the caveat that these deals probably don't exist anymore, is there some deals that stick out in your mind as being, whoa, I can't believe we pulled that off. Like what, what are the, the most romanticized of well, all the couponing deals? I have I have a few good ones. Um, my favorite one is a Christmas one that was just lovely. Or maybe it wasn't Christmas, but it's just beautiful. So I had a PC Optimum offer for get 60 cents in beans for every can of beans I bought. Mm -hmm. They had them on sale at my store for 10 cents a can. So, and they had unlimited. You could buy as many as you want. They bought too much, I guess, at no frills. And so I said to the guy, can I fill a car? Because you have pallets full. Is that okay? He's like, yeah, go ahead. So I filled my cart, literally the whole cart is full of beans and there's still tens left for everyone else. And I go to the till and I make $200 in points. And the cherry on top is I took all those beans and I put them in the donation bin. It was just wow. awesome. Yeah. Just, so that's amazing. How yeah. much, so how much did that cost? Do you remember how much it cost actually? Or yep, it was $39. And then I made back, um, I think it was two, two something in points. I can't remember the exact number. I have photos on my page somewhere. That's fantastic. So you went to the deal, uh, you filled your cart full of the food. The total cost to you was $39. You had $200 in points added back and then you donated it all anyway. Exactly. Yeah. It was just awesome. That's fantastic. I yeah. love this. Yeah. Um, so when we look at food, uh, food next year is expected to rise. Some uh, benchmark items like peanut butter and bacon, and those ones are there. Meat has gone up, whatever. Where do you see some of the biggest opportunities in food couponing? Um, now, of course, we can't forecast exactly what the future looks like and what those deals will be next month. Hopefully, we'll find out from you. But um, where do you see some of the best opportunities to save at the grocery store? Uh, definitely starting to collect coupons is a huge thing people really need to actually do. And because they always say people, everyone wants to, but it is, uh, it is time consuming. Um, but definitely price matching is an easy thing that anybody can do at the till. Um, definitely highly encourage people to do that, to save on their food. And like I said, couponing PC optimum points is a really great one. Air miles, anything where you can stack points, coupons, or cashback offers. This is how we do it. And that's how we want to be able to save. I love it. It's amazing. Will you come back with us and and help educate Canada on couponing? Would that be a thing we could do? Oh, absolutely. I do. I literally do it on my lives all the time. And we could we could definitely teach you how to do it and help your listeners learn too as well. I love it. What are you most excited about for Christmas since we're talking about Christmas in your life? Is there is it a deal or is it something you went overboard on? 
Uh, do you mean like what am I excited like shopping wise or just anything? Christmas? I put I put no parameters on it. So my favorite thing about Christmas is um, I buy my dogs and cats presents and we open them Christmas morning and I give them treats and stuff. I like spoil them like little children and it's they're just always so excited. So that's like my favorite thing about Christmas. That's beautiful. Uh, CouponCutie.ca, uh, CouponCutie Canada on Instagram if you want to check it out and uh, follow along. Learn and save. Uh, not to mention on the Instagram, there's always updates going on. So there could be something that comes up tomorrow that you is brand new and we can Every look forward day to saving on. something. Every day. <laughs> nice. I love it. Thanks so much for being here. It's great to meet you. Yeah, of course. This is the Shift Podcast. Because Steve is here. What the hell should we watch this weekend? And uh, stevestepping.ca is the website. Hey, buddy, what's happening? Shane, hello, my friend. How are you? That's good. I, I've chatted with you, but I haven't yes. seen you at work work <laughs> in a, quite a bit. So this is kind of cool <laughs> for me. Um, how are things in Penticton? Okay. Um, they keep teasing or threatening. I don't know what the term would be, but snow. They keep saying that snow's coming, snow's coming. And a little bit of dusting came today, and it was like melted by the time I was done my day job. So... Still wondering what the percentage of white Christmas will be, but uh, well, doing well. Don't otherwise. let Brandon Kelly talk about it because when he talks about it, the forecast changes. He ruins it for everybody. <laughs> I have forecast jinx. Okay, cool. Yep, that's what he does. Okay, let's get started. We uh, coming up. We have the Shift AV Club where we start our our Christmas things, which we will talk about next week with Steve Stebbing. And I know that there's going to be some sort of horror movies mixed into Christmas <laughs> next week because there always has to be. Um, but let's do that. But first, let's talk about stuff this week. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home. When you botched that spell where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider-Man. We started getting some visitors. From every universe. Hello, Peter. I had a date to go see this uh, show, but my date bailed on me, so you're going to have to tell me about it. Oh, and this is a minefield here, Shane, because I'm trying to avoid spoilers because uh, this is one of those protected movies because there's a lot that could be spoiled in this movie. There's so much. There's so much. Is it officially out now or last night? It is. I I, I just saw it tonight, and... Um, well, you can spoil my... it for who my date was because, I mean, it doesn't matter to me if you spoil <laughs> it for him. But Silence. This, uh, yeah, I, I, I really, <laughs> you know, the, the internet backlash could be horrendous, so who knows, right? Okay. But I, I will say, and this is just my personal opinion, this, I think this is my favorite Spider-Man movie ever made. Whoa! That's it's bold. big words. Big words because Spider-Verse is a really big movie um, and I really like spider-man 2 but i feel like there's such a culmination and such a a a spider-man pedestal beholding in this movie that uh i really really dug i feel like tom holland is now fully fully 100 percent peter parker spider-man as well and like he owns both of them quite well and i know this movie is just really well done i really loved it whoa yeah yeah, I was supposed to go with Ryan, but he bailed on me. <gasps> For shame. I know. I don't want to get COVID. 
<laughs> I'll go see it with you. Don't worry. But I like I'm going I'm going on a random day of the week at a very random time and I'm masked up the whole time. But I will try to see this before Christmas. So Shane, when I do find that time slot, you will you will be aware, don't you worry. Thank you. You know that they schedule movies. You can't just go at a random time and turn it on, right? I know, like they actually I know. have a schedule. Okay. I'll keep an eye on it. SteveStepping.ca for more online. Nightmare Alley is next. Are you a true medium? Yes, I am. Mr. Carla. Doctor, how about that? Please lay down. Can you read minds? Yes, I can. Under the right circumstances. Keep your answers brief. What do I want? To be found out, same as everybody else. Are you in contact with the beyond? Well, we've had our share of snake charmers in the past. We deal with them. This looks kind of cool. It's a little suspicious. Yeah. It's kind of like a, one of those witchy movies without it being a traditional witchy movie. Well, yeah, because it's basically uh, it's a remake of an uh, of a classic film noir, uh, and basically it has Bradley Cooper playing a carny that has like uh maybe like a little cognitive power and everything that's going to be manipulated by a psychiatrist played by Kate Blanchett. And I, I'm really burying the lead on this one because this is Guillermo del Toro's first movie in four years after he won the Academy Award for The Shape of Water. And Guillermo is one of the cinema masters today. So uh, I got to geek out with Spider-Man in the comics and now I'm totally movie geeking on Nightmare Alley because uh, just if you look at the trailer, it is so gorgeously shot. This cast is killer. I mean, Cooper, Blanchett, Tony Collette, Richard Jenkins, Rooney Mara, uh, Willem Dafoe for a second time this week. Uh, yeah, this this movie is is very cool. It's kind of got some sort of like uh, English Irish traveler sort of, you know, that sort of traveling um, feel to it, even though he's not really a traveler, but it's got that sort of that culture to it, that 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 being about being sort of a, a vagabond who just sort of shows up and knows all the mystical. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this is because uh, it's that whole, that total film noir, like um, downtrodden hero or not even hero, anti-hero story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool stuff. Next on the list with Steve Stebbing is Red Rocket. You said you're never going to step a foot in Texas again. I know, this is unexpected. Oh, nothing with you is unexpected. Your last job is over 17 years ago. That's quite a gap. Well, you know, I've worked almost every day for the last 17 years. I moved back in with my wife last week. No, I'm calling the cops! Four, nine, really? Eight! We decided to make a run of it. I just need a place to crash for a couple of days. What's the big deal? Nike, go f*** yourself! All right, look, I'm going to be straight with you. I'm an adult film actor. Excuse me? It's kind of like Cousin Eddie, you know? He's just waiting for a management position. <laughs> yeah, this is this one's getting a lot of good clout right now. Uh, it comes from uh, Sean Baker, who has made incredible uh, character films like Tangerine and The Florida Project, which are two of my favorite films in the last 15 years. Uh, and this story is about Mikey Saber, who's a washed-up porn star that uh, returns to a small Texas hometown. Uh with nowhere else to go it kind of in the midst of the trump era and uh it's a town that definitely doesn't care that he's back or even want him to be back so it's kind of like a damaged character story 
And uh, Simon Rex, who was known as a, a spoof actor before he was at the superhero movie in the early 2000s. He was also a Vine star. Does anyone remember Vine at all? Uh, I love but, Vine. Yeah, he 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 kind of got a following there, at, but um, not known as as a powerful actor. But he's getting all sorts of uh, accolades right now, and may kind of end up in the Oscar race if things go right. Uh, but Red Rocket's another uh, masterpiece from Sean Sean Baker, who is one of the most important filmmakers today. Cool stuff. What the hell should we watch this weekend? Steve Stebbing, keep in mind the AV Club is coming up for you shortly. Next on the list. Uh, meeting the Beatles in India. India, a place of spiritual enlightenment. What happens when a 23-year-old Westerner goes there in search of himself and he finds the Beatles are there too? I was heartbroken. Your story is incredible. True happiness is not out there. True happiness lies within. They took me into their group. Within 30 seconds, they really were just themselves. Sounds kind of cool. There's an awful lot of Beatle movies going on. I know. And I, that's, I think that's why I was suckered into this one more so. Because, uh, I mean, we had McCartney 321 a couple months ago. Beatles Get Back just a couple weeks ago. And now this movie, which I thought was going to be about the Beatles and their time in in, uh, in India with the, the, the Maharishi. Um, but it was more about Paul Saltzman, the director of this film, and his how the meeting the Beatles in India changed his life and put him on the path of uh, transcendental meditation, uh, which is kind of the, the biggest draw of this one. It almost feels at times like a kind of a commercial for it, which I kind of buy it bought into when they had David Lynch join the film. Because uh, I'm just a massive Twin Peaks fan and just a massive fan of, of David Lynch's storytelling in general and just how odd he is. And But he has been behind the TM movement for a really, really long time. So he's almost one of the pioneers of it uh, that keep, keep it going. Um, but I, I think the fact that it was a more focused personal story and less about the Beatles kind of took me out of it a little bit. Yeah, well, I think you kind of hope to see some of the famous, right? You want to see the good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, that's for sure. Okay, uh, let's touch on these ones quickly so we get to them in time. Uh, we've got on Blu-ray Venom. Let there be carnage. Good evening, Eddie. Hey, Mrs. Chen. Good evening, Venom. Function hi, Mrs. Chen. He says hi. One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. I've been thinking about you, eh? Because you and I are the same. Every decision we ever make. Who do we leave behind? Uh, let's touch on it quickly so we get Venom because I yeah. want to fit the next one in too. Yeah, I mean, this is big, dumb. Everybody's playing to the rafters in this one, having so much fun. Uh, but at its heart, this movie is a buddy romantic comedy. Love it. Yeah. It's quick. That was very quick. That was very efficient of you. Um, next on the TV list, The Witcher Season 2 on Netflix. The North and South at war. Monsters roaming when they should be hibernating. Maybe it's the end of days. Are you the sacrifice you ride, 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 ride. 
and have lived through three supposed end of days. It's all horseshit. All right, tell us about The Witcher. Yes, Henry Cavill coming back as Geralt of Rivia. This is season two. Um, and I feel like it's been forever since we got that first season, which I really loved. I didn't really know anything about this one. I didn't play any of the video games, read any of the comic books, but I've automatically got into this one because it's basically Henry Cavill playing a basically a monster hunter uh, that just kind of uh, does odd jobs and uh defense uh, villages and everything like it's just so well put together it just satiates that dungeons and dragons feel in me and yeah i really love this one thanks for listening to the shift podcast make sure you subscribe rate and review the show and share with anyone you like get it on apple podcast google podcast spotify and curiouscast.ca 